the inmates get tired of people preaching on what they are doing wrong, the administrator of the minimum risk prison told me. Let me come a few times to conduct inner healing groups, I said. If they aren't interested, I will stop coming. You aren't going to find them very receptive, but if you want to try, go ahead. I was scheduled to come in at 10 a.m. on a Thursday morning. Thirty women shuffled over to a group session on my first visit. The minimum risk prison facility had what looked like cots the ladies slept on in one big room. The women were still wearing their bathrobes and fluffy slippers. Some had rollers in their hair. The security guard warned me about a tiny young woman with scars all over her face and arms. Do you see that lady? She is the meanest thing we have ever had in here. Her name is Jody. Watch out for her. Another freeway do-gooder that thinks she can tell us how to live, I heard an inmate say to the guard. The ladies yawned and acted annoyed for being forced to come to the group. I realized my pink suit and heels were the wrong outfit to wear to the prison. I should have worn a sweatshirt and jeans, but it was too late. I knew unless God helped me, there was nothing I could say to them. Show me what to say, Lord, I prayed. My Testimony to the Inmates I was in prison once, I said. It wasn't a prison with guards, bars, and locks as it is here. My prison was depression, despair, hopelessness, and suicide. I suddenly had the undivided attention of all the ladies. At the age of 13, I decided suicide was my only way out of a life filled with abuse. I was never rocked or held. No one ever said, I love you. At birth, I was left at the hospital to be taken in by a foster family. My parents were penniless and could not afford another child. I was a baby boomer born the day after Christmas, but was not considered a gift by my parents. They struggled financially and were kicked out of their apartment right after I was born. My father had been out of work for months. After being with my foster mother for a year, she tried to adopt me. My father said, she wasn't supposed to fall in love with you. Your grandmother and I couldn't let her have you. I went back to my birth family when my mother was pregnant with my brother. She was angry at having to care for another child. She continually slapped and beat me, calling me filthy names. She blamed me for all her frustrations, telling my father what a bad child I was and how tired she was of taking care of me. My mother often slapped me in the face, giving me a bloody nose for talking. She went into violent rages, calling me a tramp, slut, or whore, long before I knew what those words meant. She often said, I wish you had never been born. At the age of 13, both my parents came to me saying, We are going to talk to your grandmother about your living with her. You don't get along with your mother. The feeling of being unwanted by my family filled me with grief. My grandmother said she could not take me 
because she worked full-time and her husband was an alcoholic. I stood at the hall closet of my childhood home with a bottle of aspirin in my hand. I can't take it anymore, I told God as I filled my hand with aspirin. In my mind, I heard these words. Can you make it three more years? I will get you out of here in three years. I guess I could make it three more years, if you help me, I answered. 